The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page, On the Road with Toby Hagan. Morning, Toby. How are you? Good morning, Mitchell. Very well, thanks. Well, to get started, Mercedes-Benz, they've unveiled an all-electric version of the G-Wagon. That's quite a big car, isn't it? Uh, it is, yeah. I mean, look, the G-Wagon is uh, one of the most serious off-roaders ever created. It, it was actually invented in 1979, uh, prominently as a, a sort of military vehicle to start with, and it's morphed into um, a car that is, has broad appeal across a whole range of different buyers. The Pope used to be in a, a G-Wagon at one point in time. These days, it's, uh, it tends to be rappers and, uh, and people who... Uh, they want to stand out from the crowd, but it's got that big boxy look. And as you say, now they've unveiled a, uh, an electric version. They're calling it the EQG. And uh, that car is um, a concept car for now, but they're saying it is very close to the production version that they're going to unveil uh, in a few years' time. So uh, 2024, that car is due to go on sale and um, a fairly radical-looking machine. As I said, it's... Um, it still retains a lot of that sort of boxy look of the, the G-Wagon, but it's got uh, some futuristic thinking with things like the grill, and uh, it will actually have, as well, four electric motors. So um, they're focusing still very heavily on off-road ability and saying that the car will uh, be able to do a lot of the stuff that the current G-Wagon does, so uh, an off-road all-electric SUV. It's a real status symbol, that car, and as you say, the rappers and people with a lot of money like to drive around, I suppose, to show how much money and how successful they've been. But, um, yeah, when you've got a car that big, does that give you more opportunities with electric vehicles? You say that there's four motors, but can you have a bigger battery capacity, for example? Yeah, potentially. I mean, that's one of the things, obviously, once you've got uh, once you've got the space there for batteries, you can put more batteries in, but batteries tend to weigh a lot. I mean, even in uh, even in an average EV, you know, a smaller EV, you might have four or 500 kilograms of batteries. It's pretty easy to get up towards a tonne worth of batteries, and then you've got to have the rest of the car around it as well. So, it's, um, so they are very conscious of that weight. And um, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I guess the thing they're focusing on with this thing more than anything is that off-road ability. One thing that I think, you know, we, we don't know yet, obviously, it being a concept car, is uh, how they're going to have part of that appeal. In the current car is the V8 engine. I mean, they do the G63 version, the AMG version. They have side exit exhausts on that car. It is super loud. Um, it's all about uh, all about turning heads. And obviously, this thing's not going to make any sound naturally or not or very little sound naturally. So they're going to have to uh, either think about that or, or maybe just go in a completely different direction to keep it a bit more silent. So it's, uh, so I guess, a few unknowns. But as I said, the, you know, the things like off-road ability, I think, um, will be as good or better than uh, than the current G-Wagon. I mean, the, the G-Wagon, as I said, is an immensely capable off-roader. But once you've got four electric motors, you can control them very precisely with a computer to try and work out where you're sending drive or torque at any particular time. Uh, also, having so much weight down low, the battery pack in the floor of the car keeps the centre of gravity a little bit lower as well. So potentially that car could also have some, uh, some better off-road ability too. Talk to us about the Munich Motor Show because that's, uh, it seems, where people are showing their hands and I suppose the, the motor companies are showing off what they're going to be doing over the next couple of years. 
Yeah, that's right. So Munich Motor Show, um, first major motor show in Europe for some time. Uh, I think about two years. So, um, so it's uh, it's a big deal. And this motor show opens this afternoon our time. So it's uh, Monday morning German. And that uh, EQG we were just chatting about. That's one of the cars that uh, that will. Will be displayed there at the motor show. Another one Mercedes has done is the EQS 53. So they've done an AMG version of the upcoming EQS. Now the EQS is, uh, well, it's effectively an electric replacement for the S class limousine. So it's Mercedes Benz's new electric limousine. Uh, and this EQS 53 is the high performance version. And interestingly, um, obviously uh, electric motors rather than uh, the V8 engine that's typically been in those, uh, those bigger uh, AMGs. Uh, and this car will actually have more performance and more power than most of the AMG versions, the V8-powered AMG versions. So it's looking to be a big performance car. Um, uh, dual motors, uh, a heck of a lot of power, up to 560-odd kilowatts, so 0 to 100 in as little as 3.4 seconds, which for a big limousine is pretty slick. Yeah, it's really incredible. And uh, Audi's also uh, coming to the party a bit with limousines, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So they've used uh, the the pre-event build-up for the for that Munich Motor Show again. They've uh, they've revealed a car called the Grand Sphere, um, and this is a concept car that they're saying is uh, is very indicative of a production car that they're going to have out in two thousand and twenty-five. And again, this is working towards that limousine type space. But instead of a traditional look, this car is radically different to anything you'd expect from a, a normal. Uh, uh, a, a normal limousine. So you, you, it gets rid of that sort of traditional shan, sedan shape and has more of a sort of fastback sort of look and uh, almost sleek sort of coupe styling towards the rear of it. Um, looks quite compromised in terms of space, but they're saying it's got an incredible space because of the packaging benefits of an electric car. Having those uh, batteries down low and obviously not nearly as much engine is required, you can have relatively compact electric motors. So a lot of space in there and also a lot of technology. They're saying the car was designed from the inside out, so they're focused on occupants. And probably the most radical part of it is it's got level four autonomy, so driverless technology. So the, to put that in perspective, there are six levels of uh, driverless autonomy. Uh, the first is level zero. That's where nothing happens. The cars we've got on the road today are level two, so they give you partial assistance and sort of self-steering and auto braking and so on. Um, level five is full autonomy where you don't have to do a thing. You just get in and you're a passenger. And level four is one step below that. So what that means is um, it, it will the car will completely drive itself in some situations. So for example, you might come onto a freeway and the car says, right, I'm in control until we get off the, at, the, at the next three-way ramp. So it might be driving for potentially hundreds of kilometres without you having to focus on the road at all. And as a result, they've made it so the steering wheel and the pedals actually retract. So the steering wheel retracts into the dash so you then don't have anything going on and you can uh, treat the car more as a lounge room or a living space or even an office. And uh, they've done some quite radical thinking too in terms of how they're presenting some of that technology. So I guess where we're getting used to uh, bigger bigger screens and more screens in uh, in cars, in modern cars, this one does without any screens. Instead, it's got quite uh, nice natural wood finishes around the place and it instead uses a projector to project images onto, uh, onto that wood display. So you still get a similar result, but uh, I guess with a, a cleaner and sort of, um, uh, sort of more inviting-looking interior than you would just with the screens. Yeah, I'm just looking at the photos, and first of all, the exterior of the car looks very futuristic. As you said, it kind of looks like the cars that we were promised maybe 20 years ago or so, where they said this is what cars might look like in 2040. But then just looking at the inside of the car and the steering wheel and the dash, it's like nothing I've ever seen, really. 
That's right. Very different thinking. And, and as I said, I think the exciting thing here is that uh, this car they're saying is quite close to, uh, or, you know, vaguely representative of, of what they will unveil. So, you know, clearly it'll get pulled back a little bit in terms of some of that uh, more radical uh, looking stuff, but it'll uh, it'll still have plenty of inspiration from this car. And uh, Nissan is bringing its uh, e-power hybrid system to Australia from next year. Yeah, we're back in uh, in the land of the affordable here in Nissan ePower. Um, as you say, hybrid system. So this is uh, this has been a pretty big deal for Nissan. They've been talking this up for for some time now, and they've now locked it in for Australia. So they're saying we're going to get an ePower version of something by 2022. Now the significance of ePower, I guess, it's Nissan's answer to Toyota's hybrid system. So um, it's designed to have a, a relative uh, form of affordability, um, but it, it operates quite differently. To to the Toyota hybrid system. So if you're in a Toyota and a hybrid and you, you press the throttle, you can feel the electric motor and the petrol engine both working together to get you moving. But in this e-power, it'll actually be only the electric motor driving the car. So there will be a petrol engine in the car, uh, one, one and a half litre three-cylinder petrol engine, but that engine is there purely as a generator. All it does is create electricity, um, relatively small battery pack and provide electricity on demand as the electric motor requires it. So this is saying it will have the electric car driving experience, which is things like obviously um, a little bit smoother running, but also uh, far better throttle response. When you step on the throttle, you get uh, a more immediate response. Um, lower fuel consumption. So the because they can tune that petrol engine to be just a generator, it doesn't have to, to run through a broad rev range. It can uh, operate in a fairly specific zone and be tuned for efficiency and obviously for that single job at hand. So it's uh, so that, that should be some interesting tech. We're expecting it first up in the uh, new Qashqai SUV, so a compact SUV. And as I said, I'll be here next year. And last of all, Subaru talking a bit more about the Solterra, which is its first electric vehicle. Yeah, Subaru's come out with a few more teaser images of this car, so they've um, given a bit of a look at, uh, at what it will will be when it gets unveiled in uh, 2022, so next year. And look, I think this is potentially a bit of a surprise for some people. It's going to look a lot like a Toyota. So Toyota has already released its SUV, its electric SUV, or unveiled its electric SUV called the BZ4X. Um, admittedly, Toyota says it's a concept car, but they have said that that BZ4X is extremely close to what's going to go on sale mid next year and the Subaru Solterra is a clone of that so it's, it uses all the same underpinnings, um, it's got almost exactly the same styling, some very slight differences with the uh, interiors of the headlights and so on uh, and obviously some of the finishes but um, the car is going to be very similar so it's uh, so look Subaru hasn't confirmed that car for Australia yet other than, other than to say that, that they are interested in it um, it'll obviously not be a cheap uh, SUV being fully electric and uh, and you know Toyota has uh, previously said that um, that that car is going to be quite expensive uh, over sorry when it comes to Australia so it's uh, you know probably thinking sixty seventy thousand dollars something like that so uh, but an interesting car and as I said the Subaru version a lot like the Toyota but uh, there's plenty to like there well thanks so much for being on the program always good to catch up and I'll talk to you again in two weeks time. Sounds great. Thanks, Mitchell. Thank you, Toby Hagen. They're the editor of evcentral.com.au. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.